0: conspiracy theories football i'm your host josh mcdaniel and this week as promised we'll be talking about money 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 we'll be seeing how money affects nfl games and how the money is the deciding factor in games With me today, again, will be my lovely wife, Kelly. We'll jump right into our episode today because there's a lot to discuss when we're talking about how the money affects NFL games.
1: So how does the NFL money change games, would you say?
0: In order to answer that question, we first have to figure out where the money is coming from. How is it that the NFL makes their money? The number one way... that the the NFL makes money. This is by means of TV revenue through cable, network, and streaming channels. And these pay the NFL loads of money just to be able to broadcast their games, their pre-games, their post-games, and other analysis. The second thing would be corporate sponsors like... Every field now usually has the name of the sponsor that's sponsoring that particular NFL team. The third thing is gambling. The fourth thing is star players. And the number five thing that gets the NFL money, obviously, is ticket sales, concessions, and things, and people actually going to the games.
1: So, how do you think that TV deals affect the manipulation of the games?
0: Well, that being the biggest and the most money that comes into the NFL and their most revenue coming from these TV games, then obviously they want to make the games exciting. So a lot of times, games will be changed and games will be manipulated to keep games close to make it to where teams are actually exciting. And the last five minutes of the game is going to be something everybody holds on to watch, causes the TV ratings to stay up. The other thing with the TV revenue is also the fact that there are certain teams that If they get to a certain point and they're able to, say, be undefeated or be a contender at that time, if they can manage to get two teams like that into the same game, it'll become a big game and get massive TV ratings. For instance, in a few weeks, the Kansas City Chiefs will be playing the Buffalo Bills. And right now, in most people's minds, those two teams might be the teams competing to see who goes to the Super Bowl in the AFC. And then this week, we actually have Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, and the Kansas City Chiefs playing, two teams that are thought to possibly be the two Super Bowl teams representing each conference, and of course, a prime time game.
1: So, does the NFL openly make money from gambling, do you think?
0: That's a really good question, and it's really funny, uh, because obviously... At times, the NFL has made big deals about not being into gambling, and that being something that could compromise the integrity of the game. But this article on Pro Football Talk from NBCSports.com from August 27th, 2021, says this. The NFL has gone from hating gambling to loving it because the NFL has found a way to turn gambling into an extremely viable revenue stream with more and more american states legalizing sports wagering and with the NFL abandoning abandoning its past shunning of most things gambling the league will be making plenty of money from its altered position via the washington post the league expects to generate roughly million in revenue this year from sports betting and gambling deals. NFL Executive VP and Chief Strategy and Growth Officer Christopher Halpin says that eventually gambling will become a 10-figure revenue stream annually. You can definitely see the market growing to $1 billion plus of league opportunity over this decade, Halpin told The Post. Now that's great news for football, but it comes with an inherent warning for the current stewards of the game. If some of that revenue isn't devoted to ensuring the accuracy of calls, protecting inside information, preventing corporate corruption of coaches, players, and officials, and otherwise safeguarding the integrity of the game, the league will be stepping into a bear trap eventually. And that is from Pro Football Talk, NBCSports.com. So, it's interesting they even admit the fact that they're getting so much money from gambling that they're putting themselves in a position that might cause things to to be questioned or might make it harder to keep the integrity of the NFL. Which, in my opinion, that integrity was gone a long time ago because of the same reason of betting. In Super Bowl 50, it was said that 4.2% billion dollars alone just that game was bet on that game goodness so imagine the revenue that someone made especially if a lot of the money was going to one particular side and how that might influence someone to maybe change the outcome of a game
1: so how much do you think it costs to actually fix a game
0: hundred thousand dollars
1: Oh, 100000 100, So, where does this come from, exactly?
0: It's interesting. It's funny. I, that's the number that I've gotten in my investigation and research of all of this. In his book, Interference, a, the author of that book actually found FBI files that alleged that referees were fixing games, and they were getting paid $100,000 to do that. Wow. That being said... Just here recently, as we talked before, that two coaches in the NFL are claiming that they got paid to lose games. In the New NewYorkPost.com, February second, twenty 2032, this is what it had to say. In the wake of Brian Flores' bombshell discrimination lawsuit against the NFL, former Browns coach Hugh Jackson suggested Tuesday that he too was paid to lose games for his former organization. Flores claimed in the suit that Miami owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 per loss during the 2019 season to improve the team's draft position. In response to a tweet Tuesday referencing the allegations, Jackson wrote that Browns owner Jimmy Haslam was happy while he kept losing.
1: I mean, I would be happy too. I mean... How many games did he lose at $100,000 a pop?
0: Well, that was the funny thing, because Hugh Jackson actually lost 36 games in his Cleveland coaching career.
1: Mm, wow, yeah, I would be happy. Yep. Now,
0: that's what made it <laughs> funny. A fan tweeted, well, Jimmy Haslam wasn't offering $100,000 per game per loss, or Hugh would be on the Forbes list. Then Jackson replied, trust me, it was a good number.
1: Maybe he's a closet Forbes guy.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, it shows the fact that $100,000 seems to be the going rate to fix games because that number's come up a few times in my research that that's been the number. Now, interestingly enough, it is said in different places that I've researched that officials only make about two hundred thousand dollars a year officiating games.
1: Yeah. Which is Yeah, not anywhere close to the hundred thousand to lose how many a lot of games a year, right?
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, that's good money in itself yeah, for yeah. somebody who's only yeah. doing sixteen games, but and then of course once the playoffs come, that doesn't even count the playoffs. They get paid extra money if they do the playoffs. But Now, you take that $200,000 and someone offers you $100,000, that's like half a year's wage for one game. So, of course, that obviously would look very appealing appealing. to an official.
1: That would be hard to pass up, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe not so much to coaches who get paid lots of money to win, but obviously, if their employer, the person that's paying them anyway, tells you to lose a game, obviously...
1: If the incentive is there.
0: Exactly. You might as well go ahead. I mean, $100,000, he's giving you the money. Obviously, he can't hold it against you if you lose.
1: So, how do you think star players make a difference in all of this?
0: Star players make the NFL a lot of money. And that's one thing people don't realize. According to The Athletic's Daniel Kaplan, the 40-year-old, 41-year-old Brady earned approximately $2.35 million from just jersey video game and trading card sales in the 2018 NFL season. Kaplan cited the NFL Players Association's annual report filed with the Department of Labor. So just Tom Brady made $2.35 million from these sales. Now the thing you got to understand, that's what Tom Brady made. Now for every jersey Tom Brady sells, his name is on there, but do you know what else is on that jersey? The team and the NFL. So they also get percentages of every jersey that he sells. So out of that 2.35 million, very likely the NFL and the team made probably the same amount. I'm guessing probably a third, a third, and a third. So just having a star player like that made them $2.35 million.
1: Well, it's no wonder they don't let Tom Brady get hit then.
0: Exactly. He's
1: their, uh, what's it, sugar daddy, (laughs) in a manner of speaking.
0: (laughs) That's very true. The thing about that is those players... Star players are very important to the NFL, like Tom Brady, like Aaron Rodgers, and they're crucial in increasing the TV ratings so much that the ratings go down when those players get injured. So it actually means a lot to the NFL to keep their stars upright and keep them playing. And so, you know, hence the fact Tom Brady is like, You know, in practice, the the quarterback wears a red jersey so he doesn't get tackled. Well, it's almost like he has that red jersey on in every NFL game because they don't want their their cash cow to fall down.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like makes me think of when you watch a movie or a series you really like and there's a main character that you absolutely love. He's like essential to the show and they kill him off. I can promise you. I have stopped watching shows like that before. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Wash my hands of this. So I can see how if the NFL is an entertainment industry and something bad happened to one of their players, they get hurt. A lot of people be like, no, nope, I'm not watching this anymore.
0: Yeah. A lot of times team, you know, people may lose interest in their teams. If their star player is down and realize that their hopes of their season is just tanked. It does. It makes a, a huge difference. And those players is one of the biggest reasons why games can be influenced as well. Because it's important to the NFL to start making players look good. Because in all actuality, it's just like the the bullcrap idea of a goat, they call them. The greatest of all time.
1: Oh, okay. I was wondering what that
0: meant. Yeah, so... They call Brady the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. Well, they have to brand somebody. that they, It's good for the NFL to have that. And it's good for marketing. But here's the problem. And this is, I've always had a problem with any time that people were thought to be the GOAT. You know, when I was a kid, it was Joe Montana was the GOAT. But here's the problem. And this is why that really doesn't fly. There are 11 people on each side of the ball. If Tom Brady goes back to pass and one of those five men up front, them big five fat men up front, just lets their guy come in, Tom Brady's not completing a pass. If Tom Brady's receivers don't go out and don't get open, Tom Brady's gonna have a hard time completing passes. If they drop passes, then obviously it's gonna look bad on him. A lot of things have to go into a player being good. And the funny thing is, the people that I feel like are the ones that make the difference in a game. You know, those fat men up on the line on the defense and offense side. They don't get the credit. They don't get the recognition. It's always somebody else that gets it.
1: Yeah, it's always the little guys. Or, I mean, the big guys. Right? <laughs> well, there's no I in team, is there?
0: But in the end, they always make it that way. My stepdad played for a high school team, and it was actually a Sweetwater, Tennessee. And in the 70s, Sweetwater, Tennessee was the high school that won the state championship. Almost every year, they were unbeatable and they had a star player at the time that was great and even went on to coach in the NFL. But one game, because evidently he didn't give credit to his teammates, those big fat offensive linemen Mm -hmm. decided to let some people get in and hit him a couple of times. Humble him a little bit, huh? Exactly. And uh, he was quick to apologize to let them know that, you know, he was deeply sorry for not including them on his path to greatness because they're the only reason why that guy was upright. It is very funny that how the NFL markets teams. And the other thing to think about is Tom Brady's old, and he's fixing to have to retire. And they're going to have to come up with a new one. So there's going to have to be a new one. They're going to have to have that next player. Is it going to be Patrick Mahomes? Is it going to be Trevor Lawrence? They've got to find that new guy, their new cash cow that they're going to have to do things for so that all of a sudden he becomes a superstar and in that same breath of greatest of all time. But they're going to have to work pretty hard because Brady's got a lot of Super Bowl rings and nobody else is close to that right now.
1: So who is it then that really owns the NFL?
0: That is an important part of our discussion because people don't realize Goodell is just a face. You know, he's just a piece that's in front of everyone that everyone sees and everyone thinks that that man has the all power. But it's not true. He is employed by the owners the owners themselves can fire Goodell. If he does things to them or causes them to lose money, it's the owners themselves that can vote and have Goodell fired. He's just the face of the NFL, but he can easily be taken down, which is why it's so funny when, say, the Miami Dolphins get accused of paying a coach to lose games, but it's the NFL – themselves that does the investigation, of course they're not going to say that owner of the Miami Dolphins is actually doing this because that would hurt the NFL and the NFL is basically partly owned by that owner. Goodell himself, if he stepped out against one of those owners, could himself be jeopardizing his own job. He knows who butters his biscuit. Obviously, there's a lot of things that goes in to the money and the money that affects the games the gambling thing the 80% that we've talked about so much plays a part in a lot because so much money gets bet on these games that can actually change you know some of these other things but the most important thing obviously is the tv ratings that's number 1 they have to keep the tv ratings up they got to keep the tv people happy so It's important for them now, you know, used to be the Patriots were the team everybody either loved or hated. They've kind of got to come up with that new team, you know, that's going to help the NFL once again have that team that everybody wants to watch. You either love them or hate them, so you either want them to win or you want them to lose, so you're willing to sit and watch the game, even if you hate the team because you just want to see them lose. Another thing about star players that I find funny and how we can see that the NFL uses this star player thing and uses them to get extra money is if you watch last year's playoffs, it was very interesting to see who was making the big plays at the big times. You would think if you're a team and you're trying to win a game, you know, it was famous thing for the Bill Belichick of the Patriots always trying to take out the best player. In other words, try to double cover a receiver that's their best threat or put extra emphasis on the players that they think would hurt them the most. But if you saw last year's playoffs, I think all the other coaches don't realize that's a good policy because... In the Tennessee Titans-Cincinnati Bengals contest, on the main fourth down play that would have ended the game and won it for the Titans, Burrow connects with Jamar Chase, the star to the star. And then it sets up a winning field goal. And then against Tampa Bay, the Los Angeles Rams' Matthew Stafford hits Cooper Cup his star receiver for a 44-yard completion that led to the game-winning field goal. Cooper Cup was wide open at the time. There wasn't, there wasn't anybody that close to him. So it was kind of an easy play to happen. Now, why on earth would they leave the star receiver wide open? And then you go to the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup gets a pass from Stafford to win the game. So, once again, star to star. And then you go to the Kansas City Buffalo game. Tyreek Hill catches a 64-yard TD pass toward the end of the game. Once again, Travis Kelsey on the star tight end for the Kansas City Chief. Catches a few catches where he was standing wide open on some really important third down, fourth down plays going down the field. So, once again... The NFL makes sure that those stars shine brightly, especially in the playoffs and times when the spotlight needs to be on them. These are the things that can affect the money, whereas the 80% on the gambling thing comes into effect very heavily. When you see that 80%, most of the time you can see that that game probably may go the other way. As we've been going through this podcast so far, I believe I'm 6-1 and in all the predictions that I've made. And all of them dealing with the 80% of the bets going in one direction. Well, thank you very much, Kelly, for once again helping me out with my podcast and doing the interviewing. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed it.
1: Oh, yes. Exhilarating. (laughs) Eye-opening.
0: So to review... What does all of this money mean? I mean, this is so boring talking about all the money that goes into the NFL. But, in my opinion, the money altogether determines the outcome of games. When bets on a team exceed 80%, in my opinion, the NFL makes more money on those bets if they let the 20% win the game than they do on the tickets and concessions that people pay to get in to watch that game. When most of the NFL money comes from TV, it's important for them to keep games close. This helps TV ratings. It gives companies incentive to pay for commercials. Because if at the end of the game, it's still close, that means people are tuned in. And if the last five minutes are the most exciting, then it makes it even incentivizes companies to actually air their commercial toward the end of games. Keeping games close also helps if you want to fix the game, to make one team win over another. If at the end it's close, then it's easy to change just a few little things to cause one team to prevail over another. The last thing is the stars. Stars are the sun that make the NFL revolve. They have to create superstars. While the fat guys on the line are the real determination in a real football game as to who wins and loses, they are not the sexy picks for stars. So the NFL has to create them. They have to immortalize some players to get ticket sales, memorabilia, income, TV ratings, and they have to deify one player, a.k.a. Tom Brady, which... Now, we're going to have to look and see who's going to be the next one that they deify. Who's the next greatest ever that they're going to crown? We're waiting to see because Tom Brady's time, even though he seems to be the ageless wonder, is coming close to an end. Overall, the NFL is a genius business. Even during COVID year, when travel was difficult, having the teams that host the Super Bowl being in that Super Bowl, was just good policy. Therefore, there are many outside influences that can cause a game to be fixed, money obviously being at the root. At the end, I'm not able to figure out how much for sure winning and losing a game affects the whole scheme as far as the money is concerned. But I've found that the 80% is pretty easy to follow, and it's actually... Come across pretty well for me so far because I am 6-1 with my picks and learning new ways to make my predictions every week. This week, for my predictions, there actually are hardly any 80% games. In fact, the only one is Arizona is getting 80% of the bets over the Carolina Panthers. So that, of course, will have to be one of my picks, so I'll be taking Carolina over Arizona One of the other ones that's pretty close is the Rams are getting nearly 80% over San Francisco. So I'm going to take San Francisco in that game. So those are my two picks for the week. Carolina over Arizona and San Francisco over the Rams. Thank you so much again for listening to my channel. Please click subscribe, follow, and give me a good rating. Help my podcast to grow, please. Thank you so much, have a great week, love y'all, and I'll do it better next time.